Today we talk about how does a euploid embryo not end in a live birth? I'm Dr. Mark Amos, and this is Taco About Fertility Tuesday. I'm not sure about you, but I personally find it very difficult to understand how you can put a genetically normal embryo, also called as a euploid embryo, into the uterus with a nice lining and everything looking perfect and not come away pregnant or even with a live birth. Even a simple artificial insemination, also called IUIs, is difficult to understand how you can put sperm in the uterus make eggs release, and yet still not get pregnant. But IVF is even a step further. Now we're taking a live baby that we have tested. We know it's alive. Put it in the uterus in the exact location where it would usually fall. And yet sometimes it doesn't work. Now the most obvious answer is going to be, we're not gods. We know that. Matter of fact, I wish I could get everyone pregnant. I wish I could prevent every miscarriage ever. But from a scientific standpoint, how is it possible? I think this is where most of the conundrum comes from. I think when we think of genetics, we think of this as the most important thing ever and that that supersedes everything. And for a portion, it kind of does. But when it comes to getting pregnant, Genetics only help prevent miscarriages. See, a normal embryo is going to have less chance of miscarriage, not zero. There are other types of miscarriage. You can have even developmental issues where the actual DNA is normal, but the embryo still messes up when dividing. Now, clearly there can be implantation issues when you think of things like the ERA or there could be implantation issues due to things in the uterus. But let's say all those are perfect. Everything is perfect. We know the embryo implants. And yet still, it doesn't work. Let's even go further. Let's remove all the types of miscarriages out there. Let's remove miscarriages that are due to aneuploidy status. Let's remove miscarriages that are due to subcortic hemorrhages. Let's even remove miscarriages due to what most people get fearful of, immunology, where it's attacking the baby. Even with all of these gone, not every embryo that is euploid put in the uterus is going to work. Now, we can make arguments about things like, well, the testing's not perfect. And it's true. We can only see down to a, a small point, but not the smallest point. There are still issues that can occur in the DNA, even when it comes back normal, which I'll talk about a little bit more at the end. But the reason why it doesn't work is because it's not everything that matters. There are other things that matter, such as how the embryo is growing. I think the easiest way to think of this is thinking like a blueprint. DNA is a blueprint. It is the instructions for how the embryo and how you and I were able to be created. But instructions still mean someone has to follow them. There's a building that's being built across from my clinic, and that building probably has some blueprints. And those blueprints 
probably are perfect. Matter of fact, we can even guarantee they're perfect. We can have someone certify them and say, no, I've checked them. They're 100% correct. That is PGT. PGT is saying, hey, the blueprint is good. Nothing's going to go wrong due to this blueprint being wrong. But when they go to build the building, they don't know who the worker's going to be. They can have people who will mess up the building. And it wasn't because of the blueprint. Even the blueprint was certified, they can still mess up the building because it's not the instructions that are wrong. It's when they're building it, they made a mistake. Well, the same thing can happen to your embryo. It can implant, but then something just goes wrong. The cells are dividing so fast. Matter of fact, it's faster than cancer how fast it's dividing. And sometimes it messes up. And sometimes it can't overcome that. And that can lead to failure. And to be honest, it's depressing. The fact that you can do testing, make sure everything's good, certifying that blueprint, and yet can still have failure. But the thing is, it only proves none of us have control. Whether you believe in God or not, it is unfortunately out of our control. And that's why as fertility doctors, we do everything we can to make sure we put you in the best situation to get pregnant. And PGT is just another one of those tools. It's certifying the results of the blueprint saying these are correct. And that at least an abnormal blueprint is not going to be the reason for the building being made wrong or your embryo having issues. But it doesn't mean things can't go wrong. Things can absolutely go wrong. And unfortunately, when we're on the end of it, it's devastating and creates a feeling of hopelessness because you feel like after that certification, Nothing can go wrong. Now, another interesting situation is when women get more mature. Now, I'm not talking 40, 42. I mean when women get around 44 and above. What we tend to see is that even when the embryo is normal, meaning euploid, we find that they don't work as well. And they end up having either more miscarriages or failures. Now, that seems strange. If if everyone's dealing with the same roles and everyone has the same normal embryos, why would that happen? Although I don't actually have a known cause, I can tell you what I think. I think it's because as you get much further maturity, you end up having more genetic problems. And of course, we would expect to see more abnormal embryos. But these problems may not be Obviously, large chromosomal problems, but might be these very minor, tiny genetic issues where a small portion of DNA is being missed, and that can't be seen in the test. Think of it like an evaluation of someone at a physical exam. PGT is the physical exam that's going to evaluate you. And we can look at the surface, look at the skin, look at the eyes, listen to the heart, and all those things may look perfect. And it'd give you a good bill of health. You would be euploid from the stance of PGT. But does that mean that there aren't things wrong inside that we can't see? No, then you gotta do other tests. And those tests, such as checking your blood, looking at hormones, or even doing a CT or MRI, may find things that PGT didn't because PGT can't see at that level. Now, let's say you weren't very good at doing your physical exams. So let's compare two people. We'll have a young person, 25, And we'll have someone who's 80. If you do the physical exam 
on the 25-year-old and you gave him a good bill of health. And then you said, well, how good is PGT physical exam at predicting that they're a healthy person? You're probably going to be right, even though you never did the blood or the scans. Yet then someone who is 80, you do your physical exam, you're like, perfect specimen. But the thing is, you're probably going to be wrong sometimes because there's a higher chance they're going to have another disease that may not show up on the PGT physical exam. And you need those other tests to find it. And that's the same thing when it comes to embryos. Women who are younger have so many normal embryos that even though PGT is very good and can look at chromosomes and see everything looks great for the young people, in reality, most of the embryos are good anyways. So it's predicting something that was going to be a high result anyways. But people who are 45, almost all of their embryos are abnormal. And so although PGT can pick up the big things and say, oh, this is bad, this is bad, it's possible they may not get the small things. And since we don't have another test to figure it out, those euploid embryos end up being abnormal, but we don't know it because the PGT test can't look that deep. The technical reason for it is that as you get smaller and smaller on the pieces of DNA you're looking at, you start to get this thing called noise. The data is there, but the problem is it looks like noise. So they can't decipher whether that small piece is missing or is it just the noise in the test. Think of this like if you're in a room and a bunch of people are talking and you want to hear the people who are yelling, it's going to be pretty easy because they are much louder than the basic background noise. But if you wanted to hear a feather drop, in the room and then hear it hit the ground, you're not going to hear the noise because the background noise is drowning it out. Even if you use sensitive equipment, you're not going to be able to distinguish what noise was from the feather and what was from the background. And so, although they may see these things on the test, such as the PGT test, they cannot call it because there's too much noise to be able to clearly call the result. I hope this episode was helpful. I know I've always struggled with trying to understand how could a euploid embryo not work, but hopefully this helps you understand that it would work, but the euploid stats only prevent problems from coming from the instructions being wrong, but it doesn't prevent problems from everything else. And so unfortunately, not every transfer does work. And I don't want you to be hopeless. I want you to look and go, okay, I know it's not perfect. I know we don't have this type of control. That doesn't mean you should give up. It doesn't mean you shouldn't try other things. That's where you talk to your doctor. But in the end, don't feel just because it doesn't work, there must be something wrong when it's euploid because even euploid embryos sometimes don't work. As always, if you appreciate this and like this, please tell a friend about us and give us a review on your favorite medium that you listen to. Until next week, this is Taco Bell Fertility Tuesday. 